guys. Welcome to the Faith and Field podcast. I am the host, Grant Benzel. If you haven't yet, check out episode zero to hear my story. The mission for the Faith and Field podcast is to give track and field athletes a platform to share their testimonies and experience of what God has done in their life. My hope is that God will reach athletes who will need to hear these stories in order to strengthen their faith and maybe their athletic journey. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and give us a follow on Instagram at faith underscore the letter N underscore field. We are active on Instagram, so send us a DM to let us know what you think or even a prayer request. I pray that this podcast will be a good representation of Christ. Thanks for listening and God bless. Hey guys, today I have the honor of chatting with college javelin thrower Jesse Newman. I met Jesse through a mutual friend and now he has become a good friend. Jesse is a senior at Grand Canyon University and is hoping to finish his throwing career out this spring. He was affected by COVID and you will hear his process about deciding whether to go back or not. Jesse's high school PR is 198 feet. His college PR is 71.57 meters. He's also a two-time WAC champion and also finished ninth at the NCAA D1 National Championships, just one place short of being an All-American. And in 2018, he competed on the Team USA U23 NACAAC team in Mexico. You get to hear him share his experience with that as well. It was awesome to hear Jesse's stories story as a college walk-on turned NCAA D1 National Championship participant. I hope you enjoy episode one with Jesse Newman. Hey guys, welcome to the Faith and Field podcast. Uh, today, this is episode one. Uh, I am have the great pleasure of having Jesse Newman on. Uh, he's a senior throwing out of um, Grand Canyon University down in Arizona. Um, you know, he's just been a guy who's been helping me on the side with uh, a meme page that I also run, but also just a really good friend that I've been able to contact through a mutual friend that we've had. But um, his story of faith and his journey over the past probably half a year, uh, losing a season and kind of where he's at, it's been a great uh, testimony of, of just uh, grind and uh, sticking it out and, you know, doing what it takes to stay positive in this time that we're in right now. So um, without further ado, uh, give Jesse Newman a warm welcome from your car or home or wherever you guys are listening at. Jesse, it's good to have you, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This is exciting. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Um, little background. So Jesse, Jesse and I know a guy, should we name him? Yeah, dude, we gotta give All a right. shout out. All right, shout out, shout out to Carson Pettit. Um, uh, he's kind of the mutual friend that we kind of connected us together, and and then maybe you can kind of share the story from your perspective of how you guys got connected, because I think that's kind of a God thing of like how we kind of got together too. So, oh, for sure. Okay, so. Uh... At Grand Canyon, um, there's like all these outdoor basketball courts. Um, and before the season started, I think this was, I want to say it was sophomore year, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was freshman year. No, it was probably sophomore year. Anyways, it was sophomore every, year, yeah. yeah, it was sophomore year because like everybody, you know, is out at those basketball courts. Um, there's some right next to all the freshman apartments. And since I was no longer a freshman, I like to like 
go back there and you know grill some freshmen on the basketball court because they think they're so cool and and then like you know half of them are taking off their shirts and stuff trying to impress <laughs> people and and anyways I was just shooting hoops I'm pretty sure it was just by myself and then sure enough like this real skinny blonde kid walks up to me yeah he's like what? he's, he's oh like my six, God. he's like six foot like 130 yeah. pounds yeah dude. i mean six what? i think carson's like six two or something like he's a okay. little taller than that yeah, but yeah. you know real skinny kid he's like hey are you are you jesse i'm like yeah yeah do i know you because it was really <laughs> random you know and uh he's like oh yeah well like i'm carson like i feel i know you throw a javelin here like, I was, you know, wondering, like, how I could, you know, maybe, like, get a chance to be on the team kind of a thing. And I'm, like, a sophomore. It's not like I'm a senior. Well, like, nothing has happened yet. This is sophomore year before, like, like before season, before yeah. all the crazy stuff happened to me. So, like, um, he he's basically, like, asking me if he, he can be on the team when I'm barely on the team. Because I was a walk-on. I was a yeah. walk-on like it, I wasn't on scholarship like out of high school or anything like I like begged basically to be on the team and like was blessed enough to be on the team I'm like okay well I can like give you the the emails of like you know head coach and uh and the other coaches he's like oh yeah okay like whatever and then um you know our coach at the time um like I always would talk to him through Instagram and I knew he like answered dms really quick and he was always looking for like new athletes so i like gave him the instagram of our coach and he reached out and like our coach reached back and he basically um at the time like we had a little bit of room to have more walk-ons so carson got to be on the team and basically like his year was a tryout like that year his freshman year would be a tryout to see if he would be on the next year, um, yeah. which was cool, you know, like he got to train with us and compete with us. And it was like a big opportunity. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so that's how I met Carson. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, because I remember he called me up out of the blue and said that he met you, this guy named Jesse. And then yeah. like, and so then he would send me like, like videos. He's like, hey, look, like, look at me working out, you know, and I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> oh, really? how, how does that how does that feel? Because you never did that for the four years that I coached you, you know, so. Oh my gosh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just totally cool because I encouraged him to like, you know, go out and at least try, but it was, I mean, I think that's so cool to hear stories like that because obviously you were at the right place at the right time and obviously, I don't know, maybe he was stalking you and you didn't even know. Oh, you he know. might have been, he might have been. But that's just a whole God moment. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned that you were, I mean, a walk-on at the time. So why don't you kind of get, you know, get us to the point to where you uh, chose Grand Canyon and how you got to the team down there. So um, I didn't throw javelin until junior year of high school. And I know we'll probably get to like, you know, how I got to javelin anyways, but um, I think, I started throwing javelin junior year of high school, which is pretty relatively late, honestly. Like, a lot of people I know, they started in middle school or, um, or like, were part of a club because a lot of states, like, have – like, javelin is illegal. So um, – right. I mean, that surprised also, me that you being from Oregon, like, you weren't birthed with, like – Yeah. Like spikes on or something like that. Exactly. Like the biggest track state there. No, I know. And, I mean, yeah, track town USA. But – 
like I mean I did baseball like all growing up but then when I picked up a javelin uh junior year like I just enjoyed it I thought it was really cool like it was no thought when I picked up a javelin was I like I'm gonna go to college for this <laughs> no thought that I was gonna go to college for throwing a stick um and then at the end of junior year like I went to a tiny little which Carson can also relate to. I went to a 1A little school in Oregon. Like my class was like 20 kids in my oh, junior seat, like my junior class. Like I went to a tiny school, like high school, 120 people wow. um, total, you know? And, uh, and I won, like I threw a uh, 173, like in feet. We're gonna go in feet because we're still in high school and right, we don't right, have right. meters yet. Um, but I feel like 173, I got like second place or something like that. It was so cool, you know, like competing at Old Hayward, RIP, Old Hayward. <laughs> um, and, you know, I had a lot of fun and like being a, like track meets are like another kind of fun. Like, yeah, basketball games, you kind of know what to expect. But yeah. like having multiple different teams and one place with like mul like several events going on at the same time, that's yeah. like just another level of excitement that I like really grew to. And, uh, and then senior year, you know, like I got a little bit bigger, like worked out a little bit more, still terrible form because I didn't have like a jab coach really. Like I, I had a guy who threw jab in high school or, or uh, I had a guy who threw jab in college but he threw like 170 something so like as a high schooler I was already throwing what he threw in college yeah and he's like giving me tips and stuff and uh which I'm super grateful for and then senior year like and this is where this is where clutch clutch Jesse began was senior year at state championships because I went in with like you know I was throwing like 165 basically every meet all the way up to state like every meet, like I would throw 165 right relatively around there. And, um, you know, everybody back then is like, whoa, that's so crazy. Yeah. So far, oh my gosh. And I have like videos of it and it's so ugly, but it somehow just went that far. Um, go to state championship and there's two kids or there's one kid above me. Um, we're in two way now. We moved up like a little, a little bit cause we had more kids in our school and this guy was throwing like 193 which you know 30 feet more than I was and yeah. and I had never thrown against him at a meet like he was from another district um and anyways we meet there and guy throws you know 185 like first throw and I'm like well let's fight for a second baby uh we've all been there and I'm like I'm gonna fight for a second because me and this other guy like we're pretty close in distance and uh first three throws like man maybe like 160 maybe like I was yeah. sitting in like third place um and then uh my four and then we go into finals because you know 160 definitely gets you into finals some people are throwing like 120 like I could kick <laughs> it that far basically and uh and uh we go into finals three more throws and the first throw was bad again it was like 165 and I only had two throws left and just out of nowhere I threw 187 like and I, my PR is 165 so I randomly just threw 22 feet farther than my normal yeah. ever throw and I'm like oh my gosh that was like really crazy like I don't even know how that happened and um so my last throw 
because now I'm winning. I'm winning by like a few feet, right? I'm in yeah. first. My last throw, I'm like, I'm just going to back up like two steps because I, I didn't start with a running approach. I started with like a seven step. <laughs> I just started sideways with the jab already backwards, you know, like my arm yeah. back. Yeah. So I just go back a couple steps and I just like go a little bit faster and a little bit harder. And I ended up, and I have like the video of it and everything. I ended up like throwing it and going onto one foot, like I'm reversing in the shot foot or something. And I'm like yeah. a centimeter away from the foul line, like a centimeter. Yeah. And I think about it all the time because that centimeter was like the decision, the decider of me going to college for it or not. <laughs> like it, on the video, it looks like I'm standing on top of the line, but yeah. like, you know, I was, I was like, just a centimeter away from it and it went 198 and, and like I remember seeing the judges up in the field they're like running backwards for it normally yeah. all the jabs they're like landing and I'm like oh you know oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> and uh and I think that that's like 60.5 meters or something like that yeah. and uh you know at the time I was like getting reached out to by like a few different smaller colleges like d2 d3 and they're like yeah we can give you a couple grand and i'm like wow that really helps with the forty thousand dollar tuition <laughs> not um and uh and then grand canyon was always on my mind because like my school is a small christian school and uh gcu is always like trying to get kids from smaller christian schools right. that's like they have a scholarship for that and um so basically, like, I already knew about GCU, and it's D1, right? So yeah. cool. And I had, like, a few friends that had gone there, and they are like, oh, I love it here. So, like, I already knew about it, but I really wanted to do sports in college. I, like, really desperately wanted to do sports, be on a team. And after I threw that, like, a couple of those smaller colleges came up to me, and they're like, hey, we really want you now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you know. Which means when you say like, I'll let you know, that means like, I'm probably not going to come. And yeah. uh, I ended up emailing like the coach at GCU or the recruiting guy at GCU. And I'm like, now can I come? Because yeah. junior year, I emailed GCU and they're like, yeah. ah, we're good. They literally <laughs> like, that's kind of what they said. And and after I threw 60 meters, which is like, you know, the baseline, if you could throw 60, like colleges will at least notice you. Right. Um, they were like, oh well we already stopped the recruiting process but we'll add a spot for you which i'm right. like i don't know how that makes sense but okay i'm on the team now yeah. um so like i didn't have to earn my spot like carson did like with a year trial like i was an official walk-on nice. but yeah so that's that's how i got onto the team at tcu was was the beginning of clutch where i throw far at the last throw <laughs> dude that's amazing man yeah, I had a I had a kid that I coached that was that kind of like that. You know, he had a he threw shot put for me and you know was always around like fifty. Kind of flirted with it a little bit, like forty nine, eleven and three quarters. Like that's kind of oh like gosh. that yeah. was it, right? And so then on his last throw of his senior year in the finals at state, I was like, dude, if you don't just give it everything you got, like you're always gonna regret. Like you never know, even if you foul it, like oh, like, so you true. Could say you could just went for it, right? Yeah. And then he like was placed like think like fifth at the time. Yeah, yeah. And he and he had like this huge like three foot PR ended up throwing like fifty two feet and placed second place. I mean like a PR in his last throw oh, to like, that's bump so him up sick. there. Then you know, for shot put that's a pretty big, you know, jump for a shot putter mm -hmm. like three feet. But like yeah, that he went from fifth to second on his last throw and it was just an amazing thing. 
like to be able to witness. But, you know, I mean, I think that's so cool, you know, to, to be able to have those stories and, and to, to, especially from a standpoint of like, not necessarily having, like you said, like having a career. Like I think sometimes people lose themselves, like when they've started out so young and they get these accomplishments and they throw so far and they don't appreciate like what they've accomplished in that realm. And I think that's kind of a, you know, a really cool story to be able to share and, and even testimony for those who are like, well, I'm a junior, like, why should I throw javelin? Like, why should I start now? It's like, I, I don't know how to do that, but you never like, like you, like you never know, like, unless you tried, like, who knows? I mean, you probably, I mean, you could be what, I mean, something else, but you know, you're obviously a javelin thrower. Yeah. I mean, you have to, like the biggest thing I think for me was like when I picked it up, I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Like I instantly like loved it. Like I just thought it was super fun. Like if you're, if you have that attitude of like, uh, I'm, I don't have any time left. I don't even want to try. Like, what? I mean, then don't, you know, yeah. like, like if you, if you pick it, like at least try it one time. And if you like love it, then awesome. Like, if not, you can move on. It's not going to change anything. I just happen yeah. to like, love javelin and like i just kept throwing all the time just because i thought it was fun yeah that's great well like kind of going back a little bit further just kind of like you're growing up you know tell us a little bit about like you're growing up i mean you're from oregon uh whereabouts in oregon are you from are you are you first of all side note are you close to like mulala oregon do you even know where that no. is mulala i know where it is it's a couple hours away yeah. i had a buddy who i met like on family vacations and his family's from mulala and i wouldn't stay with them it's literally like in like the mountains <laughs> malala not mulala oh malala sorry <laughs> sorry but yeah i mean I stay with him and like he's like I'm like, what do you do for fun? He's like, I'll show you. We literally shot shotguns like at trees yeah, for like <laughs> for like five hours straight, dude. Uh, dude, that's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. fishing. That's all about it. Yeah. So tell so tell us a little about growing up. Like, you know, was you you know, were you in a Christian home? Like, how how does your faith, you know, how did you get to your faith where you are right now? Just kind of walk us through, and then you know, throw kind of your sports journey in there as well to how you got to junior year, picking up the javelin for the first time and loving it. Yeah. Okay. So going all the way back, um, born and raised in Oregon, uh, you know, Oregon will forever be better than Washington in my mind and we'll argue <laughs> it forever, but Oregon, you know, <laughs> it's the best. And, uh, I, I didn't really, like, I only moved like one time growing up and it was only like a block away from where like my last house was so like I basically grew up relatively in uh, Aloha which nobody really knows where that is so I'll say Beaverton because that's where Nike World Headquarters is is in Beaverton okay. Oregon um, and everybody should know where that is so it's basically right on the edge of Beaverton is where I am and uh, I went to a actually I was homeschooled up until fifth grade um, which I didn't know was weird. Like, it's not weird. Like a lot of people do it, but like, I didn't know it was uncommon. Like a lot of kids, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we've been friends since kindergarten. I'm like, oh, I was like eating, I was doing math homework on my kitchen table in kindergarten, you know, yeah, like yeah. So I was, I was homeschooled until fifth grade. Um, and then fifth grade, I went to uh, a little private Christian school, like a K through 12. And I ended up like all the way from fifth grade I went through high school there. Um, yeah. 
like the same school with the same relatively the same group of people give or take yeah. a few um and uh it was such a small school that like a few of the sports i played there um but my main sport uh which was baseball i started playing baseball when i was like four right mm -hmm. t-ball i started in t-ball um i played for aloha high school uh, which was a 6a right the highest level of a school that you could have you know like if you like ever heard of like jesuit or like west yeah, yeah. other yeah. schools out there like same level um so i played baseball all the way up until you know that junior year that i i stopped and i picked up a jab um but uh i played every sport basically well all the real sports like i didn't play tennis or anything um i played you know soccer from maybe like seventh grade through all of high school right um and we won won a state championships my freshman sophomore and junior year so we three-peated um wow. and i was a i was a defender and i loved it i know a lot of people like scoring but when i can just touch the ball and lower my shoulder into somebody man that just gets me going i was <laughs> i was so aggressive like i was a sweeper so i was in the very back and like everybody's like if the ball gets past me they're not going to get past Jesse. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was so fun. Um, and then I played basketball from uh, basically the same time, like maybe sixth, seventh grade, all the way through the end of high school. Um, loved basketball. Um, and then I, like I said, I didn't do track until um, I did football for a couple of years, but it just wasn't my thing. Like, like I enjoyed it. I played for a low high school, right? We didn't, my school was too small um, to do football. I, so I did maybe I think it was like sixth and seventh grade I did football and everybody's all into it you know I mean every yeah. like football is one of the biggest sports everybody thinks that football should be America's sport you know not yeah. baseball but I just it wasn't my thing like I, I wasn't passionate about it so after a couple of years I was like yeah I'm done like I'm gonna move on and I kept and I kept playing soccer so I loved that um i did like all those sports i went to a little private christian school which you know it it's it's great and i'm blessed to have been there um it's a little bit sheltered you know and i know a lot of people who like i say i went to a small private christian school are like wow you must have like you know never had you know you never woke up to the real world until you went to college kind of a thing um but like my, my sixth grade year actually i didn't go to that little christian school uh we i did things just happened where like i had to go to public school for one year yeah. um so like my whole time was at that christian school but sixth grade i went to a little public school and as a sixth grader right beginning of middle school at a public school you learn a lot about yeah. a lot of things and yeah. if you don't know about certain things kids are going to tell you whether you like it or not about yeah. certain things yeah. and that like I think it was a good thing for me because it opened opened my eyes up a lot to you know what kids are like talking about and thinking about yeah um, and even though it was only sixth grade like it really opened me up um, but I was really blessed to you know go to a little Christian school and and uh, you know have like, like be able to build my faith with like other kids especially since it was the same group of my same class from fifth grade all the way till we graduated was you know relatively the same so like it really became a family unit yeah um, cool. which was sick and uh 
which I mean has its share of arguments. Like we had our sibling arguments, like not like everybody does, but it was really great. And then uh, I was part of uh, the worship team. Uh, I had my own little band um, nice. in, in high school. Yeah, like and it, and it's crazy. Like the guitarist that like was on our little band, like he's on a real band now. Like he like wow. travels around and like they have their own music coming out and and uh so it's crazy that like you know he was super good and i mean like i was only doing it for fun again for like high school reasons um but yeah so like i love music i still like i have a couple guitars and i like write music and songs and all that um so i try to keep that you know i don't want to lose learning how to play the guitar you know guitar is great for just either chilling at home maybe like swooning some ladies i don't know you know guitar is good for a lot of things um but yeah so i i uh went to that little christian school like all the way until high school or the end of high school and that christian school is what mainly connected me to grand canyon so i mean if i wouldn't have gone there i probably wouldn't have gone to grand canyon let alone thrown javelin at all yeah um so yeah so growing up, so were you like your family? I mean, she went to a Christian school, and I, I, I work at a Christian school, and I know there's some families here um, at the school who not, not typically are, I would say, Christian, you know, and, and they'd probably say the same thing. But like, when did your faith, like, was that part of your faith journey? Like that school, did that kind of develop who you are? Or did that kind of come maybe a little bit later after like you left? Or was it early on, like in your year? So maybe, maybe, maybe just walk us through that. Oh, so like my family is a, is a strong Christian family. Um, like, I mean, especially my parents. Um, and like, we're, I'm like blessed to have a pretty close knit family. I, it, it's really sad, you know, nowadays, how common like divorce is, for example. Um, and I'm blessed to have, you know, parents that are still together and like a family that is like really, really close. Yeah. Um, so like having the the good family structure like definitely developed my faith as well as like that christian school um i I would say that basically everybody in my class like their whole family was like strong christians too and i i I don't think it was um people you know who just wanted their kid to go to a private school just to protect them you know from the real world kind of a deal i think that's why you know some parents might send their kid to a private school like that so that they're just a little more protected and sheltered because right. um which i can understand um but yeah i think like you know my faith uh, as well as uh, i think a lot of people would relate to is like oh when i was five i asked jesus into my heart right yeah and as real as that is because when you're a kid you really have an innocent heart for god right. um which is why he talks about it so much in the bible um and uh so I think, you know, that's when I did ask Jesus into my heart, but I think it was really important for me when I was a little bit older to like rededicate my life to God also, yeah. you know, I think that's like an important part of, of my life. And that, that doesn't have to be like a significant, I asked Jesus into my heart again. It's just like, it's a very internal um, milestone. Like some point after I turned 18, like during college, maybe it was the end of high school, like I really had to like sit down and pray and just be like, you know, I want to go the direction that you can be a part of it. You know, mm-hmm. like I, like if God isn't a part of every decision that I make, like even choosing what college I want to go to, 
if I can't make him a part of the big decisions, then how am I going to make him a part of my little decisions? Yeah, that's good. Um, so I, I really like, you know, tried to keep God a part of my life. And, and obviously that works its way into sports too, because the more I got into a D1 college sports program, like things can get like pretty shaky. Um, yeah. With, yeah, let's, with talk, let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, you're <clears> – <throat> you kind of go from, you know, 22 person graduated, you know, small Christian school to now, you know, a larger D1, you know, 20,000. Yeah. Getting, you know, all over the place from, you know, some private school kids to some kids that were public school their whole lives. And I'm sure some non-church kids as well, even though it's considered a, a Christian school. Um, just talk about just maybe, you know, how that kind of helped your faith and even like, you know, kind of sports run with that. So like getting onto the team, maybe being around competitors and competing against, uh, you know, athletes that weren't uh, believers and, you know, how you were able to, you know, stay true to your faith and who you are through conversations and in, in like, you know, maybe just rough meets or things that were just frustrating at times that you could maybe just go off the handle, but, you know, was able to kind of hold it in, I guess. Yeah, um, college is a very different place than a small little high school. Even if you went to a big high school, a D1 college, you know, like, uh, and for the record, like GCU, just because it's a Christian college, it doesn't mean that you have to be a Christian to go there necessarily. Like, um, like that's not a requirement. Like, you don't have to be like, I am a Christian to go there. Like, like that's just part of the the goal like the division for gcu is to have those christian values um but anyways like going to college like man like i should just preface it with i'm not perfect because college is hard man like to to keep your faith and be a strong christian in college is extremely hard and i realized i wish i would have realized sooner what i realized honestly like my senior year which uh, technically I'm a fifth year senior but my first senior year yeah. of of college which was you're gonna you're gonna act like and behave like the people that you surround yourself with right and um even being on the track team I mean a lot of those guys like it's not like they're necessarily strong Christians or anything and they all live their own lives and do what they want and I mean um you know, like, like drinking and uh, like partying is a very big thing in college. Like everybody knows that. Um, right. Luckily for me, I was never a partier. Like I just never was. Um, so I, it was easy for me to avoid like that lifestyle, which can lead to a lot of things. Um, but just being surrounded by those people, like it makes you just want to have fun, you know, just have yeah. worldly fun all the time. Right. And um it, it was hard for me to like, like it was an, it was a roller coaster of a road to like keep my faith. But I think, you know, one of the biggest things as a Christian is, you know, don't grow weary. Like you just got to keep battling because yeah. regardless of everybody sins, everybody messes up. Um, you know, everybody gets in those, uh, I like to call them cycles. Like, you know, you feel really good. You're having a good relationship with God. Like you're on the right track, then boom, mess up, like sin, bad. 
and then you you know you kind of condemn yourself and convict yourself and have you feel shame and you're like oh i'm so such a bad person and i don't deserve god's forgiveness and you know things like that and then and then eventually you like you know open the bible like have your devotional whatever and you're like oh, i feel good again yeah. and then that just happens over and over because it's it's not ever going to stop like we're always in a sin like that's just you have to be able to realize that so i think for me like it took me a while to uh really develop friendships and like a group of friends um which included carson by the way shout out carson again to like you know be able to just talk about you know um you know being a man like for like with faith for god like just because i was obviously like i'm not living with any girl so that's why i'm saying i'm a man but like you know we had a group of four guys and like me and carson lived together with a couple of randoms um you know the next year like we ended up living yeah. together and then the year after that you know me carson and thad like we all lived together like shout, we out, were to able thad. To, shout out to thaddeus um and we were able to just have deep talks like all the time about what's going on in our lives and, yeah, good. and like just being able to talk about things takes a, like a huge edge off. Like if you're yeah. able to just talk about what you're struggling with or just like what your thoughts are, like, you know, you feel like, Oh, I'm just, Oh, I'm such a bad person. And then you're able to have two guys be like, dude, like you're not alone. Like we're all there together, yeah. you know? Um, God wants us to have that fellowship. So I, I think it's just really important that, you know, I surrounded myself with even a couple guys um, eventually that helped me to like hold on to my faith, like, you know, longer, just because it, a lot of people think that you got to go through it alone so that, you know, you got to come out the other, I got to do this alone, you know, so yeah. I can really beat it. But it does not say that in the Bible, like, you know, we're, we're supposed to have, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ and have fellowship. So um, luckily GCU also had um, called the gathering, which is like a worship night kind of a thing. And it's all student led. Um, nice. And uh, so we had chapels on Monday and then the gathering on Tuesday. And I would go to the gathering every once in a while and like be able to worship with all the kids my age. And just be, just putting yourself out there is really important. I think we make a lot of excuses be like oh you know i'm really sore and tired i don't think i'm gonna go to this gathering tonight or right. oh i'm gonna i have plans or i just want to chill like but i think you know if you really you know want to want to solidify your faith as much as you can like it's that constant battle and that constant communication with god that uh that's gonna like keep you up keep your head above water yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I mean, they're kind of like, as you're talking and um, just sharing, you know, the transition from high school to college, the kind of the key word, I, I just wrote this down, is, is this community. Um, you know, because you, you talked about the 22 that you graduated that you got that you were with, with since fifth grade, and how that kind of, you guys, you know, kind of shared that same experience, and you guys were able to grow in your faith together. And then mentioning you know, Carson and Thaddeus and having, uh, you know, a couple guys in your life that, that you can have that community with, again, to kind of share your faith and talk through and challenge each other in that way. And I think that's so important for, for all of us out there who are just struggling in the faith is, you know, are, do you have that community around you 
you know, because we are all made for that. Um, and it's so much better to, and, and I shouldn't say easier, but it's, it's, it's better to, to be able to have, you know, people who you surround yourself with to walk through it, uh, through the fire with, you know. So I think that's, that's, that's such a great point that you shared about that. Yeah, and I mean, I think also just on the lines of competing as like as a Christian and, you know, it's like, like God tells us to go out and make disciples and, you know, it's like the great covenant. Um, right. I, I think a lot of people kind of confuse what that means as like, if I'm a Christian and I'm competing and I have the opportunity to talk to somebody, now I'm supposed to tell them about Jesus, right? right. That, is, I, that is just not like the thing like that that's great that you have that in your mind but just being kind to people and giving people comfort and support and encouragement that itself is God communicating through you you know like just being there for somebody who needs it is God is you being a servant for God you don't have to you know say hey you know like I'm comforting you and by the way that comfort that was from God that wasn't for me no you don't have to do that like so like as a as a christian you know and like god working through me and and again like i'm not perfect like you know i've said my fair share of swear words and done my fair share of things but like like as an athlete i always tried to have a smile on my face and uplift and encourage everybody around me even on other teams like i love javelin because everybody's such a homie that like everybody's friends and every time you see each other at a different meet you're like oh what up you know like and having that kind of community and friendship with people is like what god wants because eventually people are going to be like man like what makes that guy so happy right you know and i think that's just another big thing you know as a christian is just to act and talk and and behave in a way that people see something different in you and wonder what that's about yeah, I mean, because, you know, think, think about the story and how Jesus was and how he lived his life. Like, he didn't go to the religious leaders. Like, he didn't hang out with those who were trying to, like, not sin. Like, he was in the, the grunt of it, you know, being friends with, surrounding himself with the people who are in it that need it. And through that, he would ask the questions, like, who who do you say that I am? And it wasn't like he gave them the answers. Like, they, they were able to see that. And he, they, he was a witness. And I think, I think that's what's so important like like some people think that the commission is like i gotta go out i gotta like just you know throw one and say hey that was for you jesus you know because you know you're the man and i love you and you give me all the strength and like you're out there and people are like who is this guy it's it's and i get that as a coach like yes my I, they know that i'm from cedar park christian or you know i coach at a christian school but I don't go out and, you know, throw that in their faces. Like when they drop a swear word, like they apologize, like, Hey, I'm sorry. And I'm, you know, I don't say like, don't swear around me. It's just, just, you just kind of command that kind of respect because you are respectful and you're approachable and, you know, and that's, that's being a witness. And if you have opportunities to like, where they say like, Hey, you go to Christian school or you're a Christian, like, you know, what church do you go to? And then, you know, those open those doors to be able to have those conversations, you know, and, but yeah, like you said, like, you know, being up front and I think a lot of people like, you know, side note, there was a, a coach that I that coached with that like brought Bibles, like who would bring Bibles to, to the meets and hand them out to kids. And I'm like, first of all, we're not, we're not that way. 
you know. <laughs> and second of all, like without the context of it, you know, or the heart behind it, it comes off worse as a negative than it does yep. like as a positive because like you're trying to stuff it down their throat on right this. like and you don't know where these kids are from like you just assume because they don't go to a christian school or whatever that they may not know who jesus is like there could be he could you know those kids could be christians you know and just because they don't do that and you're and you're just assuming like that just sends the wrong message of like who we are and what we're about so yeah yeah i like i appreciate what you said about that like you just want to be genuine to who you are yeah god has called us to be to be and to do it and i like you said like you love jab like do things with passion like god has called us to do things with passion and he'll develop those opportunities for us to to be able to share his gospel even if it's just through throwing a a stick exactly. or, a, or a frisbee type thing. You talk about like this past season that you had where, with COVID and, and losing your senior year and kind of how maybe God has kind of developed a way for you to compete next year. And maybe that, you know, and kind of like the process of how you, you know, internally did, you know, dealt with that and you know, yeah. where you're going forward through that. Man. Yeah. I mean, to all the seniors out there, like, when this all happened, we were like, that's it, you know, like, yeah. it's over. And, and then like super quickly after, um, you realize that like the NCAA is going to give back some, they're the year for seniors. Um, but even then now that, you know, COVID is running rampant, it seems like, um, I mean, numbers generally are going down and, I, I hate watching the news because they inflate so many numbers and, right. and like all these people are telling me, you know, freaking me out. Um, there's just so many factors going on in my mind that lately, and it's cool that we're doing this podcast today because last night and this morning, I just seem to have like, I finally, after a long, like, like months, I've had a clear mind. Um, and uh, I'm going to hopefully, I'm going to pop open a little, devotional book and like read what I read this morning but yeah um, like there's so many factors going on and and a couple people in my family have passed away in the last couple months and um and I mean COVID like I said took away my season and Mm -hmm. um I had to say goodbye to a few friends because everybody else was already gone you know like like college kicked us out pretty quick or, or at least pushed us um and like, I've just been at home, like trying to work and like, like, you know, school technically where it's like track team is supposed to be back in like less than a month. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like they want us back in less than a month. And I'm like, and I still have a few weeks really to decide, do I want to go back or not? Yeah. And the biggest thing weighing in my mind, um, and I'm sure this is the same for all those seniors um, or even just other athletes that are thinking if they want to come back right now during the pandemic is like is it like god's direction for me to go back or yeah. is it god's direction for me to stay you know and yeah. wait it out and like and it was just really hard because there's so many factors and like you know opinions to me matter and it, even though they like we say that they don't like when all my friends like want me to go back but then like some of my like 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 my parents like might seem a little iffy you know um and then other people in my life might seem like a little iffy like maybe you shouldn't 
like all those opinions weigh in my mind whether yeah. like they make up my decision or not and i'm thinking well isn't this supposed to i'm supposed to make god a part of this decision like this isn't my decision like it's not like and you hear all the time like how many times do you hear the saying people are like hey man just do what's best for you yeah right yeah that's such a misleading piece of advice because as true as that is if you make it about you you're not making it about what god wants for you you know and like and it was just there's so many opinions and factors in my mind that i couldn't think clearly it's like we're living in a movie right now like mm -hmm. like you know like we're all of a, i'm used to wearing a mask now in public places how weird is that like and so many things are going on um and eventually last night i like was really just praying hard and um god like never really you know i think a lot of people pray and they're hoping to hear something or feel some type of way about a decision. You know, they're hoping God will just go, yo, do this. You know, they're hoping for that. But for me, like I never, you know, would hear anything. And I kind of got nudged last night in the sense that God didn't, you know, choose what I, where I should go, but he kind of said, you know, I'm going to be with you as long as you ha like choose that. Like, if you want to go this direction, direction, I'm going to be with you. If you want to go in that direction, I'm going to be with you, yeah. regardless. And it was a little comforting, you know, in, in my head and in my heart to know that, you know, as obvious as it is that God is with us, like, this decision isn't like, oh, like, one decision is for God and one isn't. Both of them can be for God, yeah. either one. Like, God's going to use us wherever we are um and i'm gonna try to pop i read a i read jesus calling um uh it's a little devotional i gave one to carson i've given them out to a couple people they're only seven dollars on amazon right? um jesus calling by sarah young and it's like there's like a, a devotion and a couple verses for every date um and the one today and i didn't read it till this morning um so I'm just going to kind of read the end of it. Um, it says, because I never change, your relationship with me provides a rock solid foundation for your life. I will never leave your side. When you move on from this life to the next, my presence beside you will shine brighter with each step. You have nothing to fear because I am with you for all time and through eternity. Um, and it also says, the world you inhabit is a place of constant changes, more than your mind can absorb without going into shock. Even the body you inhabit is changing relentlessly in spite of modern science's attempts to prolong youth and life indefinitely. However, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And like, like after having that good prayer session I did last night and then reading that this morning, it like, it made me a lot more confident that like whatever I choose, as long as I also, you know, keep uh, God a part of my life and I'm in constant communication with him, either way I choose, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. So like, you know, for everybody out there that doesn't know if they want to go back to college because they're freaking out and, you know, their parents are like, I don't want you to be unsafe and, and your friends, I want you to go. Um, I would just, you know, take the time to pray and, and know that regardless of wherever you go, you know, God is going to be with you either way, as long as you allow him to be. 
Um, so yeah, that's just, I mean, that's like a little piece of advice just cause I've been dealing with it for months of so many things going on and, um, I have a few weeks to decide and I'm, you know, eventually I told myself, I'm just going to go on a drive one of these days and I'm just going to decide. Um, yeah. I'm not going to let it weigh me down anymore. I'm just going to go out on a drive and make that decision and, and let God lead the way. So that's good, man. I mean, it's so true about, you know, allowing God to have all of it, you know, yeah. and not just a partial of it. And I think those who experience that, like who are able to do that to, you know, it's, you hear it all the time, like as a young Christian and those of you who are listening, maybe you're, you're in it right now where it's like, I can give God this little bit, but I'm going to hold on to this. I, just being, you know, one of those who, you know, used to do that and then be mature in my faith, just to surrender everything. You, you feel just so much peace about, you know, decisions that you make, just knowing that, that God is always there for you. You know, even if it's the wrong decisions, like he may mm -hmm. let us kind of tread in that water a little bit, but he's yeah. never leaves you, even though you think that he does. Um, but just having a sense of peace and knowing that wherever you're going to be, like, no matter the circumstances that, that it is for you, like he's always going to be there. It's just a, 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 an amazing sense of comfort that nothing can give you, you know, nothing could ever give you that. So I think that that's great, man. Thanks for sharing that. When you find success in what you're doing, you know, being at a D1 where, you mm -hmm. know, and I think, and you, and I think last summer, was it last summer that you represented the USA's um, down at, was it Mexico? Like you went down there to represent yeah, yeah. the USA's? Like, uh, the summer after my junior year. So like before senior year even started, I, uh, I competed for, uh, for team USA, like the under 23 NACAC. It's like North America, Central America, Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, or North America, South America, Caribbean, something like that. Um, and didn't go very well, but it was such an insanely amazing experience. And like, I met a lot of people and I had already known Jordan Geist and uh, he, he was there. So like me and him were like laughing about stuff and like yeah. I watched him throw some bombs, you know, Jordan Geist, yeah. just a, he's just a manimal and yeah. um, super humble guy too. Um, but I met a few people there. Um, I met a girl there who like she's a jab thrower or she was a jab thrower for Stanford, um, Jenna Gray. And now she's a professional volleyball player for Germany somewhere. That's like, crazy, man. And she's like a three-time or two or, I don't know if I want to say this wrong, two or three-time national champion for volleyball. And she's like a good jab, like jab thrower. Like, dude, she was so cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I got a, I got to compete for a Team USA and it wasn't very good. And Anderson Peters was there, which basically means he's going to win. He literally didn't lose a competition that entire year. That entire year, he he won every competition, including world championships, right? That, so, <laughs> that dude is just nuts. Like, it makes no sense. I don't even know what the question you're asking me was now because I was just thinking about that. No, so I was just going to say, like, because you, you, that's obviously a cool experience that oh, you're never going to go down there, right? Success, right? Yeah, success. success. So, okay. I mean, does that, does that kind of stuff kind of play into, like, I mean, 
you know, your faith and everything? Like, how do you stay grounded in your faith, knowing that you're kind of invite? I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Anybody who's able to do that or, you know, I'm thinking, you know, those professionals that get to compete in the Olympics or even just go yeah. to a world championships. Like, I mean, you kind of had a little bit of a glimpse of that being able to go to like something in that age bracket, but does that like, how do you humble yourself to like, be like, Hey, it's all about him. Like, did you fall into that a little bit coming back? Like, how was that? Like, you know, how was that on your faith journey a little bit? Man, that whole experience was humbling as well as anytime I talk about my success through college and even high school, like, and Team USA and that thing, even though it was one competition, it was like, like all of those were blessings that I feel like God gave me, even though maybe at that point in my life, I didn't deserve, you know, yeah. like God continued to bless me so many times. And I'm like, regardless, if I go back and, and anything happens, like, you know, this next season, like I'm so blessed already to have had the things happen to me that, that I already have like like i'm just extremely humbled and i like look back on every every one of those experiences as like a blessing that like god gave me you know yeah and um like it's it's hard sometimes i think that the biggest thing when i went to national championships my sophomore year right um i you know randomly at the end of WAC conference sophomore year like my last throw bombed a pr you know, 6891. I went from like, I threw like 63 meters and my PR was like 64. Yeah. And on my last throw, I was sitting in third. And like I said, I do this weird clutch thing every time almost. My last throw, I throw, you know, a five meter PR, um, which for the people at home is like around 20 feet. And um, like, it, and it was, I remember after I threw that and it read it out and I won, I like, squatted to the ground and like closed my eyes and just talked to god like in that moment of like insanity like i was wow. like i just i remember just being like wow god like like this is just such a blessing like all the glory all the glory to you and like yeah. every competition i've had even though like I, I didn't pr you know every meet well sophomore year i almost pr'd every meet but like i haven't pr'd every meet in college but every meet i would pray before i threw like yeah. and, and it was this one of those prayers where it's like i would kind of pray the same thing you know it's good to be in a routine like that as a christian and i was like you know god whether i throw really far and win or you know i throw bad like all the glory goes to you either way and I'm just thankful for this opportunity. And then I say, and I uh, pray that you would just give this javelin some wings. And I basically yeah. kind of end it with that, you know, and yeah. a lot of those times, you know, God let that jab fly. And, uh, and a few, and this, and a lot of times too, like it didn't fly and, and it was what it was. And, and I had to live with the result. But I think the biggest thing for me is like, you know, everything we do in life should be for the glory of God or else it's not worth it. You know, our relationships, yeah. our friendships are like, whether you're married or have a girlfriend or have just a good relationship, like doing schoolwork, doing a sport, doing anything in life. If it's not to glorify God, like there's yeah. no point in that, you know, and you can, and you can, you can glorify God through anything. Like I glorified God just by, you know, like, like he allowed me to use the abilities that he gave me to you know be able to impact people positively 
and and uh you know my my friendships are also like just show that you know i glorified god through having even just those few close uh um spiritual relationships with people and um if you can make god a part of everything with like you know that to give him glory i think that's huge and i mean like there's a couple times where i had the opportunity like um I've made like a couple videos on GCU TV, you know, for like throwing jab. Like I taught a guy how to throw jab and it was like hilarious. And, and yeah. like, after I made it and I watched it, I was like, I didn't even say like, yeah, you know, I give God the glory for this. I never said that. Like, yeah. and I, there's like a couple times where like, I look back and I'm like, man, I think I really missed an opportunity to like put God first, you know? Yeah. So that's like something that, you know, I, like part of the reason that makes me want to go back is like, if something happens, like I wish I could just give God more glory, like in, yeah. in everything I do, you know, like, and sometimes you look back on life and you're like, man, that was so God. And I didn't even give him the credit for that. Um, so for me, like, I'm just hoping that whatever happens in the future and, and I can, you know, learn to give God credit, give God the glory through whatever happens in my life, you know, good, good or bad. So. Yeah, that's, it's hard to do. And that's one of the things that I, you know, I challenge myself every day and even challenge some of the athletes that I coach is, you know, is asking the question, like, if God were to give you like that one throw to like, get you to state or it's like win state, like, where's the, like, ultimately, like, who's the first to get the glory? Like, is it like, like, am I pointing to myself? And if they can answer honestly, and and, you, and sometimes they usually they do, and they're like, yeah, I, I probably, you know, glorify myself more. I'm like, well, then that's that's a big thing because why would God want to give you those type of things for him for you to point to yourself? Because we're supposed to give God the glory and all those things. And the example that I give is all the time is you know Tim Tebow, like you know we all know that he was a horrible quarterback, but he God gave him a platform to you know, yeah. do those things because he was the first to, to give God the glory, like all the time. And, you know, yeah. for whatever reason, he got to that level. And obviously he didn't have a long stint in the NFL, but I mean, he, he was, a, he got the platform. He was able to do those things. And yeah. because of that, like, cause he was all about giving God the glory all the time. Like, you know, he was blessed by that. So I just think that's such yeah, a cool. Yeah, he also, I mean, like he, he, I mean, he was hit really hard by the media. Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about, like with that whole girl situation. And as a Christian, I mean, that's a hard thing to be public about with the entire planet. And he was like, I'm a Christian and this is what I believe. And he stood by it, even, you know, regardless of, uh, of the media and everybody being like, wow, this guy's a loser. Like, you yeah. know, so, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, like, if you are solid in your faith, like, and you are, and that's your identity, the stuff in the world does not matter to you at all. Like, the things that people say are, like, don't matter to you at all. And I think that's what the, that separates a lot of us as far as either coaches who are Christians or athletes who are Christians to be able to have a good or bad meet because we know that if I like, if I coach and my, my, my athletes don't perform 
or if you throw and you don't perform like that does not define like who you are like as a person like like it's like you said you it sounds like you are more excited about the opportunities to glorify God in the things that you do in your senior year next year than you are like you know going to nationals which is, would be an awesome accomplishment but you know it sounds like you're you know I want to glorify him and give him the glory and have the opportunity to do that yeah, for sure. So, Jesse, that may I would appreciate you being on the podcast, and um, obviously this is number one, and we've had a good time, you know, just kind of chatting and stuff like that. But, you know, what what's next for you? Like, I know that we kind of touched on, you know, senior year potentially going or not going for down there, but you know, kind of what what do you feel like uh, is uh, God's plan for you? You know, if you don't go down, or if you you know after like post, I guess when you graduate, since this is your last year. So, like, like kind of what's next for you? Do you think that's on the horizon? Um, well, I have, you know, like I, I have my plan for the future, whether I go back to college or not. And, you know, I love college. I love my friends in college. I love my coaches and I love track and field. And regardless if I go back or not, you know, I'm going to really try my best to keep track of all my friends who are still in the college, like throwing and everything. And um, hopefully one day track will get the, the rep that it deserves, you know, um, because it's super exciting and people only know about it because of the Olympics. But, uh, you know, hopefully, it, you know, it's looking like I might go back, but I, I'm not going to say yes or no for sure. I'm just going to give it a little bit of time and, and take more time to pray and think about it. Uh, if I go back, you know, let's see what happens. And hopefully everybody can stay safe enough where the spring season can actually happen. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, obviously, like, on my mind, like, I, I'm hoping I have enough hope to go back knowing that the season will start and not get canceled again. Um, if not, uh, I'm going to – I'm eventually – the end goal for me career-wise is to be a, a sheriff deputy, which, you know, right now during these times is pretty controversial, but just like anything in my life, like, I'm pretty passionate about it, and yeah. I really feel called to it, like, you know, by God. And – and I want to do, I want to make a positive impact and, and um, you know, positively impact people's lives. And I just, I really want to be the change that I want to see in the world. So um, that's the plan for me. Like if I go back to college after that, I'll be, you know, go to the academy or whatever. And then if not, I'll just start a little bit sooner. Um, so, you know, there's just two little routes for me, but yeah, it's all going to just require me to pray and have a clear mind and, and, uh, you know, whatever I choose, God's going to be with me either way. So For that's sure. the plan. Amen. All right, man. Well, Hey, it was good chatting with you and getting you on, on here. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that God has, has put you in my life and, and that we've built a friendship and a brotherhood through like track and field. And I appreciate you being on here and, um, yeah, all the things that you've done, you know, to support me and, and, you know, um, and the things that you've done for, you know, Carson, you know, keeping him, you know, at, off the streets and out of jail. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Carson yeah. Petit. <laughs> so anyway, man, um, for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll be praying for you and your journey and, you know, keep us updated and like, you know, what's going on with you. And then we'll, we'll chat, yeah. dude. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I like I deleted my Instagram, but if I do go back, I'm planning on making like a strictly javelin Instagram. So nice. Um, 
yeah like if, if that happens obviously you'll be like one of the first to know like hey i'm gonna make a jab page again nice. and i'll probably post all my training stuff on there so anyways yo thanks for having me uh, on the podcast that was sick i think sounds good all yeah right, if man. you want to get a hold of jesse somehow shoot me a dm faith and field uh on instagram and i'll get a hold of jesse now that was jesse newman on the faith and field podcast episode one uh such a good time having him on just getting to know him a little bit better and hearing his story and how God has blessed his life and his career as a thrower. We do wish him the best in the future, whether or not he throws this upcoming spring and or if he doesn't, um, just continue to pray for him and his journey uh, wherever God leads him to. But anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the podcast or give us a follow on Instagram. And if you have any questions or have any thoughts or ideas or guests that you want me to get on, uh, shoot us a DM and then we'll get to that. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you have any prayer requests, shoot those as well. And uh, have a great day. God bless.